you feedback. Um, at the end of each course, you do take an exam, um, but the exams are never anything that you haven't already covered. So once you complete your exam um, and you go through all of your courses, you receive your high school completion. Wow, that is, that is great. Now, do you encourage a lot of your students that you have had in the past to go on to get either a, a go to continue at Central Piedmont to get a two-year mm -hmm. associate degree or get a four-year degree or some type of certification license? I do. I definitely do. And I build lifelong relationships with these students. Um, and that's that's very good. I still have students that keep in contact with me. Mm -hmm. um, and because the program is, you know, is continuous and it is free of charge. Ooh, um, you didn't say that. Yeah. Free. Yeah. That's my favorite four letter word, girl. Free. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Career Education Learners in a Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Rivers. I'm here with Dr. Angela Browder. Dr. Browder is a professor at Central Piedmont Community College with the emphasis on adult high school and GED. In addition, she is also an exceptional children's coordinator at the Movement School here in Charlotte. How are you doing today, Dr. Browder? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show today. Now, this is kind of special to me because I'm alumni of Central Piedmont Community College, as I talked to Dr. Bowder before. And so I got my liberal arts there, an associate degree, and then went on to New York Pembroke. And so anybody been from Central Piedmont just have a special place in my heart. That's great. That's great. Also, also Dr. Browder, they didn't get um. They, I tried to apply for a couple of positions there. I don't know why they didn't hire me, Dr. Browder. I don't know why. You know, what I'm I mean, you know, I'm just trying to say that a brother put in some applications. They didn't hire me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is what I meant to do. Do some of my entrepreneurship, but I, I, I don't know. There you go. You see the positive. You see why I come? I invite this lady on here already positive. <laughs> Dr. Browder, before we get started with our topic of the day, um, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your current career path? Sure, I can. Um, I'm a native Charlottean. I've never lived anywhere else, <coughs> excuse me, except for Charlotte. Wow. Um, I'm a product of CMS schools. Um, I also attended Central Piedmont and got a two-year associate degree in paralegal technology. Um, worked a little bit around trying to find uh, something in the law field, and that just didn't pan out the way I wanted to. So I entered um, Charlotte Mecklenburg schools as an exceptional children's uh, assistant, did that for a while and was encouraged by my principal to get my degree, got my degree, got one degree, then another degree, then another degree. I am, a, <laughs> I am a lifelong learner. I'm currently trying to figure out what else I can go back to school to do. Probably awesome. something along the lines of psychology as soon as I can figure out how to pay for it. <laughs> I've always I've always had a love of learning, um, especially non-traditional learnings learners. So I get it from both ends with the younger students, uh, special needs and then the adult learners um, who didn't, for whatever reason, finish the traditional trajectory of high school completion or whatever. I see it from the other end. So I've worked with students from as young as five years old to 70 years old. Wow, that is that is amazing. Did you always want to go into the educational field? 
I did. I did. My mom is a teacher, um, so it's kind of in my blood. Well, you know, my mom was a teacher, my dad was a teacher, my brother's a teacher, so I know how that is. Teachers throughout my whole family, relatives, I don't know, just something about my family. My grandmother was a teacher, in fact, yeah. My grandmother was a teacher in my educational area, too, so you kind of feed off that. Everybody said, well, Mitchell, why don't you become a teacher? Uh, no, I did Junior Achievement, Dr. Browder, and um, that was enough for me. You know, I would go in there for hours, look like the hero because I'm getting a little break from class and mm-hmm. come back and say, oh, yeah, Mr. Rivers here. But I can tell just by my sons who went through the CMS system, and that's any school system that you go to as a parent, these kids are a little bit different than when we were growing up. So <laughs> I agree. I, I had to hand it to you. So um, tell us about the program as far as the high school GED program. In fact, my brother worked in the GED program in Central Piedmont way, way back when, Dr. Browder. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that because a lot of students uh, that may not have finished high school or a lot of our audience may have dropped out because they had help family or family emergency and maybe they want to go back to school and get their GED or high school diploma. Okay, well, Central Piedmont offers um, something called CCR, College and Career Readiness Program, and that's what I work primarily through. There's a couple of different pathways you can go. One pathway, you attend classes on campus, um, and it depends on how many credits you need. I mean, depend upon when you stop traditional school, you'll get your transcripts pulled, and they would look to see, okay, you have five hours of electives, you have three hours of math, you have three hours of English, and they design a um, a course load for you and you attend classes on campus, and that preps you to go take your GED test or your HiSET test. Those are the two different ways that you can get it when you come on campus. Um, There's not much difference in the testings for GED or HiSET. It just depends on if you wanna have it all together or you wanna have it separate. Um, the The other way you can get your high school completion is if you take your classes online which means you can learn it anytime you want to. The courses are preloaded. And again, it depends on how many credits you already have when they pull your transcripts and review them. Um, Courses that you would take online would include English, math, social studies, history, different electives and things like that. But the good thing about that program is the courses are loaded for you at all times. You don't have to work on anyone else's schedule other than yours. You go through, you complete the courses, you you take, um, you do classes, you submit writing samples, um, a lot of writing, but of course you know, you're at your own pace and you submit your assignments and you'll have a professor like me who will go online, verify your answers, read your essays and give you feedback um, at the end of each course, you do take an exam, um, but the exams are never anything that you haven't already covered. So once you complete your exam um, and you go through all of your courses, you receive your high school completion. Wow, that is, that is great. Now, do you encourage a lot of your students that you have had in the past to go on to get either a, a go to, to continue at Central Piedmont to get a two-year mm-hmm. associate degree or get a four degree or some type of certification license? I do. I definitely do. And I build lifelong relationships with these students. Um, and that's that's very good. I still have students that keep in contact with me. Um, mm-hmm. And because the program is, you know, is continuous and it is free of charge. Ooh, um, you didn't say that. Yeah. Free. Yeah. That's my favorite four letter word, girl. Free. It Y'all is, hear that, ladies and gentlemen? It is free. It is free to come and get your high school diploma or your GED. Um, and they also have technology that you can borrow from the library. They have hotspots. They have computers if you don't have internet connection at home. Wow. So there's really there's really no excuse. And when I say you work at your own pace, 
of course, we want you to finish as quickly as you can. But if you get to a situation where you say, "Okay, life is really life. And right now I can't balance my workload with my school load. Okay, I need to take a break. You talk to your you talk to your professors, you talk to your coordinators and we design a schedule where rather than having four classes at once, you may only have one class at a time and you work towards getting that one class done. And then you come back and you take another and you take another and you take another. So it's a it's a continuous building block building thing. Have you, have you found out that most students that go back to school are are more eager to learn? Yes. You know, and they not only more eager, they more life experience, quote unquote. And yes. so they really go at a good pace and really want to go even further than education beyond getting a GED or high school. Yes, the majority of them do. And like I say, they they rely a lot on their life experiences. Um and the conversations that I have with my adult learners are different than the conversations I have with my elementary and my middle school, my middle schoolers. Um, we can talk about current events. We can talk about world events and things that are happening outside of the traditional classroom. And it's very relatable. They bring a lot of good life experiences to the classroom, even the online environment. So you also work with the exceptional children program. You were your coordinator at the movement school. Yes. Um, how, how does that go? That correlate to that's good because I mean you're working on both ends there. Okay. Tell us a little about that program that you're coordinating. Um, well, I've been I've worked with special education for over 15 years. I'm currently at the movement school, two locations, one in Southwest Charlotte and one in Northwest Charlotte. And um, students who have different who have who are diverse learners, it's not as though they can't learn. They just learn differently. They need their instruction presented to them in a non-traditional way. And that's what I do. Again, like I say, I've been doing it for over 15 years. I absolutely, I absolutely love it. When you have those light bulb moments, when a student finally gets it, um, you know, they're ecstatic. They're overjoyed when they can finally connect the dots and figure out what it is you're trying to pour into them. And they mm-hmm. pour into me also. Mm-hmm. If a student I've never seen before or I haven't had direct contact with sees me in the hallway and walks up to me to tell me about their day or just give me a hug. I mean, that's that's monumental. That's very that great. Is. That is monumental. What about maybe people who graduate in the educational field? There's a special person that has to work with exceptional children. I think it's a, it had to be like any type of like your caregiver. Sometimes it takes a special gift as far as being patient, as far as being, I, I wouldn't say nice, but more at ease and just, you know, people are different and you just more, you know, I just say you just have to have a gift. Let me put it that way, Dr. Browder. You right. have to have some sort of a gift or at least a passion for people to work in that field. Right. It takes more than just wanting to teach. Um, you have to, like you said, you have to have a passion. You have to be a caregiver. And it, it definitely extends beyond just standing at the front of the room and providing instruction. Sometimes they don't need instruction. Sometimes they just need love. Um, a lot of our students um, are underrepresented and misrepresented. So the type of environment that we we give them, we create a strong student culture and a good student experience when they come inside our classroom because they might not get that love at home. And so, and so transition from that to working at Central Piedmont, as far as now you're working with non-traditional students, how is that a little bit different than working with younger people that come straight out of high school? How's that different? Um, again, those life experiences. Now, I have had some students come right out of high school this past semester, this past term. I had some 16 year olds in my class. Wow. But I also had 
my oldest student was 70 something years old and he was an online learner. So he was challenged with learning not only how to use the computer, but also reading high level texts like Dante's Inferno and Canto and things like that. Understanding it, being able to apply it and respond to the written prompts. Um, and he did. He did excellent. Uh, I, I guess say I, I always take from from life experiences and knowing that everyone brings something to the table. It's just being able to reach them and get it out of them. Some of my younger students that came this past term, one of them was 16, one of them was 17. We connected through talking about sushi and <laughs> about the best sushi restaurants in Charlotte. And, you know, she's still in contact with me. I'm in contact with her. When I have a new sushi restaurant or place I've gone to, I send her a text message and tell her she should go try it. I tell you what, keep me in touch. I am a foodie at heart, Dr. Brown. I am a foodie. So anytime there's a new restaurant or somewhere to go, um, I, I'm there. And that's great how you relate to both. Because at 77 years old, Dr. Brown, all I want to know is uh, where can I get my new my, my pudding pops or my pudding? And, <laughs> and, and, and who's going to change my diaper? You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, no, no, who's no, no. Change my diaper? You know, who's changing my diaper today? And why my TV ain't working? And, and son, get out of my yard. You know, that's what no, I'm going to say. No, no. So, I'm not talking about one no more. I have retired. I am. I am laying back, and I'm fussing at everybody. And mm -hmm. I can say what I want to say. So for him to go back at 77 years old, mm -hmm. that is special. That is really remarkable. Um, mm -hmm. You had to be impressed with that. But somebody still wanted to learn. You right. said you've been a, a career learner. That had to be special to you. Yeah, it was definitely special. It put it. It made me want to again, go back to school again and further my education. Because I'm thinking if this man at 70 years old is getting his high school diploma, his GED, because mm -hmm. he wants to do something more. And then his next step was he wanted to um, get his nursing certificate because he had came from up north. And in New York, it was less requirements to be a CNA than it was to be in Charlotte. In Charlotte, you have to have high school completion or GED. So his first step was to get that. Then his next step was to go into was to go into nursing. That's that was his that was his goal. That was his path. Man, so what 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 college did you attend uh, on your way to get your PhD? Did you attend HBCU or mainstream or small college? What college did you attend? I was a non traditional learner and I was online. I got my PhD from North Central University um, back in 2020. 2020. Yeah. Oh, man, that is fantastic. So you yourself an example of what can be done. That yes, life, as you said, and I talked to you earlier about that, besides we probably have a, uh, recorded this earlier, and you said, you know, Mr. Rivers, life happens. And it does happen. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to teach young people that life happens. I try to teach my son's dad that, hey, you have to overcome those life happenings because they're just part of life. You know, they're mm -hmm. going to come. And it's not when they come or if they come, they will come. And mm -hmm. how you handle those life happens is what makes your character, what makes you your person. And mm -hmm. and so hopefully that we continue to teach young people about that. Um, right. I know as far as teachers are concerned, and I talked to an earlier um, guest about the teaching profession. Do you mm -hmm. have any advice how we get more of our students, whether high school or college students, into the teaching profession? Because you do exceptional job. Um. I would encourage them to go into substitute teaching first just mm -hmm. to see if if it is something that they would do. Um, but even if you did get a degree, you know, general um, 
in teaching and then, you know, entered the workforce and said, hey, this isn't exactly what I want to do. There's other areas of education outside of the classroom that you can go into and make a difference. You could be a curriculum and curriculum instructional designer, be the one who who decides what books the students get to learn, what textbooks are bought for the schools. You might do something um, on more of the social side, you know, as far as promoting promoting schools. There's always ways that can be uh, people. Everyone can be used in education. That that is that is well said because things are changing all the time. And you talking about online, especially with the seventy year old. Yes. Uh, how has that changed your far as education is concerned? Um, is that something that you did you have to have that <laughs> as far as switching that switch from being in front of the classroom to yeah. online? How was that for you? Um, I was working at a middle, a middle school when COVID happened. So we, 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 everyone went home and we had to learn Google Classroom. We had to learn Google Hangouts, Google Suites. We had to learn all of that within two days. We went home on that Friday and that Monday we were up and running. You know, my principal was um, writing checks to Best Buy, making sure everyone had a computer <laughs> so, they could do it, so they could do their work. Teachers were meeting and doing everything and, and we persevered. We, you know, we pushed through. Mm-hmm. It's not always what you want to do, but it's what you have to do. Because if you're in charge of learning, you're just in charge of learning. You just, you just do it. It's not, it's not an if, it's a when, it's a how. You just, you just make it happen. And it pushed us. I mean, but we learned to lean on each other. We learned to check our resources. Um, I, I flipped my husband's man cave into a school room. Oh, <laughs> no, he did not like that, did he? Well, he, he, he did not like that. It. He went along with it. And, um, you know, my <laughs> oldest daughter made anchor charts and put up downstairs for my youngest daughter. And we and we kept learning. We kept going. It's what we did. And then even when we went back into school, um, some students still took the option to stay home and do remote learning, which my youngest daughter did. And it was it was something that we had to do. We just did it. Mm-hmm. So, so adaptation is one of the key as far as <laughs> being a teacher. You had to adapt, and I know COVID just it just took over everything. Everybody had to change. You know, jobs change, uh, the way we do things change. Um, you know, and it just took over our whole life for that time period. And so, you know, I, I had to change too. The only thing. As far as COVID was concerned, that was got a little bit better with Charlotte traffic. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. I could go to and from my workplace because I helped out in different areas um, during that time, and and I had no traffic. But other than that, it, it was a transition there. It sounded like you made that yeah. transition very well. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. Our students today, and you've been teaching for a while. Our students a little bit different today, the way they learn, the way they want to learn. You know, because because yeah. we're so technology driven these days. And there are different approaches you have to have to teaching today's students. Yeah, you have to try to use a different approach, but you also have to meet them where they are. Um, I am not a techie, but a lot of my students are and my son is. So when there were times where I had to learn a new program, I would have to rely on students in the classroom to show me or come home and ask my son. And he would always say, Mom, we can find it on YouTube. <coughs> Excuse me. Find it on YouTube. <laughs> Look it up and see how it works. And just do it and just practice before you get in front of the students. But, yeah, you have to reach them where they are. You know, they like TikTok. They like YouTube. They like yes. Snapchat. All those all those things. And all those things can be incorporated into the classroom. Um, I even had a, a student do one of her presentations as a YouTube video. Oh, man. Fantastic. You know, she got her point across. She was represented well. Um, It was tastefully done and she received an A. But you have to meet where they are and use what they have to get what you need out of them. 
Man, that's amazing. Because like you said before, meeting them where they are and incorporating what you apparently did, you know, meeting the standards of you, but doing it from a different way. Because as you know, this is a, as a old, old TV show. This is a different world. You know, it's ever it's ever evolving, ever changing. And so, as we stated earlier, adaptation is a key to being successful in this year's environment. You know, this, this environment today, you got to adapt. And mm-hmm. if you if, and then if you don't know too much, ask someone. And like mm-hmm. you, Dr. Browder, I ask my sons all the time about technology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as a as a more seasoned person, mm-hmm. then you know, hey, ask someone, you know, ask the young people. I mean, you know, it's amazing that when I ask young people, you know, for their phone number, I need this and that, when they want advice, they just take my phone in my hand and do 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 do. Cause I'm trying to do this, Dr. Brown. I'm doing all this and then right. like Mr. Right. Rivers, just hand me your phone. You know, right. just hand me your phone. You're mm-hmm. taking too long. Mm-hmm. Or I asked my son to do something with my pockets or something, and he just did the phone, not even looking. I mean, he looking at the TV and something else doing it one time. Yeah. Boom, here you go. And I've been doing it for the last 30 minutes, Dr. Brown. I'm going like this and trying I to understand. figure it out and YouTubing and everything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand completely. <laughs> so, Dr. Brown, you, you're such a, a a great, exceptional teacher there. What do you like to do for fun? What does Dr. Brown like to do for fun? I know you said you mentioned your husband and your kids. What do you like to do? What are some of your hobbies? Um, I like to read. I like to exercise. I take good long walks to help me clear my mind, set my week, and reflect. Um, but I'm pretty much a homebody. Well, I do like to travel some. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Just relax. I'm trying to, as I become more seasoned, I'm trying to, like to <laughs> relax more. But I do have a trip planned um, next month. I'm going to El Salvador for four days. That is fantastic. Wow. That is great. And and I encourage students. And I had a student the last podcast that went to South Africa. And mm-hmm. I encourage students to go abroad and to experience different cultures and different mm-hmm. way of life. And sometimes you'd be more appreciative that your life that you have here. Um, I was in the military and um, I was in the military army reserve and I got to travel a little bit there. And so mm-hmm. I think that we should encourage all our students to be honest. If I had some money, you know, if I had Jay-Z or, or, you know, or somebody money, Michael Jordan, something like that to where I would just be sending college students abroad all the time, you mm-hmm. know, to get that cultural experience as far as other cultures to come back. And just say, hey, I experienced something different than what you see here in America. Correct. And if you're African-American, especially, you know, I would definitely have you go to the motherland, you know. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these stereotypes that we have here in America when you see on TV are totally different when you go there. Right. And so I definitely encourage um, studying abroad, uh, going abroad to learn different cultures, different way of life. Um, mm-hmm. The way they teach things, even teachers, right? How they right. how they do their curriculum is different than what we do our curriculum. And right. sometimes you can learn something that can enhance your teaching abilities or the way you do things. Most and definitely. So that is that is something that I, I recommend for all our students. So if you're a student, or if just one of our viewers and listeners, go abroad. You know, mm-hmm. expand your horizons, get out of your comfort zone, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Go, go see the world. You know, you only live once, Dr. Brother. So, hey, go enjoy yourself. And I'm glad to hear that, you know, because, uh, like I said, my brother's a teacher. I have teachers all throughout my family, and they encourage the same thing, you know, go abroad, go broaden your horizons, see more of the world these days, you know. Yeah. And just it's just more than just a clicking away. It's okay mm-hmm. to see it on YouTube and TikTok, people, but try to go there physically to really put your hands on. I mean, that's where me and you come from, right? You know, right. everything was hands on. You know, let's go there. Let's experience it. Let's go outside. 
that's not only watching as far as playing video games or watching on all these social media platforms, but mm-hmm. let's go experience that. Well, mm-hmm. Dr. Potter, before we end this podcast, do you have any advice for our viewers and listeners about maybe going into the education field? And if those want to do exceptional children like you do, um, mm-hmm. what advice will you have for them? I would say if you want to get involved in education, a good way to start would be to volunteer at any school or to become a substitute teacher at any school. There's always something that needs to be done. As far as the exceptional children aspect, just realize or understand that they are able to learn. They'll just learn differently, but the rewards are going to be great. Well, I tell you what, Dr. Bowder, you're going to have to come back on my show because you have a wealth of knowledge there. And I'm, I am so geeked up. I tell you what, you got me excited here. You know, I may go back in junior achievement, teach some back in the school, you know, maybe do some online classes, you know. Uh, like I said before, I, you know, I love Central Piedmont. I'm glad you're working there. I'm pretty sure you enjoy working there. I heard nothing but good things about my old alumni school. So, mm-hmm. hey. Thank you so much for coming on my show today, Dr. Browder. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. And I'd like to thank our viewers and listeners for joining me, Mitchell Rivers, on the Career Education Learning Center podcast, where we're making your career dreams a reality. God bless. Mm-hmm.